Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. This is episode 23, UC Flare Unusual Warning Signs. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor first. Also, for today's episode, it will be graphic because I will be talking about sex. Yes, sex. So if there's someone who you don't think should be listening with you right now, such as a child, I recommend you stop and you listen when you're alone. I received an absolutely beautiful review, five stars on Apple Podcasts. The title is so relatable, and this was submitted by Patty419. I never imagined that when I typed ulcerative colitis into the search bar of my podcast app that I would find something as relatable and openly honest as this. All I expected to find were podcasts that maybe had an episode or two about the science and medicine. I would have appreciated them, but I find this podcast was a welcome surprise. It's a podcast I did not know I was looking for. I just want to make a comment quickly. Yes, Patty, same with me because... I did the same thing as you, and I found some episodes of other podcasts more on the science uh, and the medicine, and that's great too, but I wanted something just more, exactly like you're saying, more open, honest, someone who's going to sit here and have no shame and (laughs) tell the nitty gritty, and I guess that's me. Having been recently diagnosed in July after an awful first flare, I'm so sorry, I had been researching like crazy. I'm also an avid podcast fan. And when it occurred to me there might be a podcast about this issue, I went in search of, and here I am. We're so glad you're here. I am astounded that the post dates of the podcast aligned so closely with the weeks and months I was experiencing my horrible flare. All of the pain, long nights, incapacitated hours spent, We all have our own journey, and my story is different, of course, but the physical pain and awful symptoms are so similar. So grateful I found this podcast when I did. I hope it helps many people. Most appreciative of the definitions, the descriptions of various treatments and tests, and the details on both holistic and traditional scientific medical treatments. Thank you, Jay India, for sharing your story in such a public forum in the hopes of reaching and helping all of us. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Patty. I also want to tell everyone that (laughs) I told you guys that I was coming out with a newsletter and I have not done jack shit because I've been so involved with this book and this conference and the whole thing. So I'm hoping to complete my first draft of this book by next week. Yeah, the end of next week. And then I plan to take a one to two month break before I go into draft number two. In that time, I hope to complete the first newsletter and I feel I have some really fun, good ideas for it. So I will keep you informed and that is a priority. I want you to know I have not forgotten about it. I think about it all the time. I just, there's only so much of me to go around. (laughs) There you go. Let's move on to today's topic. Here are my top five unusual warning signs that you may be going into a UC or even a Crohn's flare. I also want to say that these warning signs may be a signal that something just isn't right in your body. And almost 100% of the time, these signs are related to one another. And by that, I mean you could be having a systemic reaction. So systemic meaning 
the whole body. And this is so common for autoimmune disease. Often in Western medicine, we're told if you have a hormone imbalance, for example, that has nothing to do with your dry eyes. But as you study Eastern medicine more, especially Ayurveda, you will discover that everything is absolutely connected. For me, when I began to heal, every single issue cleared up. Why? Because it was all related to my UC. That's my two cents, but of course, research and reach your own conclusions. And I do want to say that there are exceptions to this. Of course, let's say I go out, I break my ankle, and I have a hormone imbalance uh, that's lingering. Well, obviously, the broken ankle <laughs> did not cause or exacerbate the hormone imbalance that I know of. So, <laughs> things like that, I totally understand. But for the most part, if you're dealing with autoimmune, you have to think about your body as being a whole. So what's happening with, let's say, the tingling and the numbness in your feet? Yeah, that's going to have to do with what's happening in your gut and your intestines. Warning sign number one, I use a copper tongue scraper every morning before brushing or drinking water. The idea is to scrape the tongue 10 times from back to front to ensure that some of the overnight toxins are released from my mouth. I say some because if you research, you will find that as humans, and we live in mostly industrial areas, meaning you drive a car most likely or take a subway that's an industrialized area, we are fighting off 70 toxins a day, both from inside our houses and the outside environment. That's an overwhelming amount. So to say that this tongue scraper removes all of them, I'm not so sure about that. So that's why you use the word some. I use copper because it's an ancient Ayurvedic practice that releases toxins and neutralizes pH. When I'm healthy and my body is in balance, the saliva that I scrape from my tongue is bright white. When my body is off or I'm going into a flare, my saliva is yellowish white or very yellow. And this happened to me this morning. I am coming out of a flare. My saliva was yellow tinted. It wasn't super yellow, but it was yellow tinted. Also, I'm not even going to lie right now. I have not been able to grocery shop in forever. And you you guys know I'm not someone who loves to cook or anything like that. I've been lazy, not going to lie. And I've been eating, and you can probably hear from my voice, I've been eating a lot of carbs. And because of that, my pH and everything is a little bit off. So I'm going to clean that up tomorrow because I finally have time tomorrow. But that's what I mean. Think about utilizing a tongue scraper and you can keep track of the systemic health of your body. If you'd like to order the copper tongue scraper I use, just DM me at two inches off the ground or email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com and I will send you that link. And one of the major reasons why I'm telling you about this is it's a cheap, affordable fix. So this tongue scraper is $7.95 US plus shipping. So let's say altogether it's 13 to 14 US dollars. To me, that's not bad at all. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but, and I understand that may be a lot to some people, but you have to look at it where you're going to use this tongue scraper for years because you can clean it. You can wash it. What you do is you put it in warm water you put a little bit of lemon juice, you let it sit. I let it sit for about a half an hour, 45 minutes, and then I wipe it off. 
and that's it. That, that's all it is. So for 13, 14 US dollars, that's not a lot. I do want to say that the place I'm going to direct you to, they will ship obviously to the US, Canada, probably Mexico. I'm not sure about Australia. And for the Australians, because I know I have a bunch of you who listen, just find a copper tongue scraper in Australia. It'll make your life much easier than trying to ship from the US. I think you guys know that. So, um, just telling you that there. But I can't say enough about this practice. It really shows me if my body is on point or it's not. Warning sign number two, a swollen tongue and trouble pronouncing words. This one shocked me because I couldn't figure out why I was mispronouncing words and it scared me. You know, I'm thinking, is there a brain issue here? Is there possibly a stroke coming on? I finally received the answer from my acupuncturist who told me I had a swollen and scalloped tongue. A scalloped tongue has indentations on the sides of the tongue. And that a swollen tongue is a sign of inflammation in the intestines. So it's normal if you're going into a flare or you're in a flare. And I want everyone to just, if you don't know what I'm talking about, stick out your tongue. I'm sticking it out. There's the top of your tongue, right? And then there's the bottom of your tongue. And then the sides are what I'm talking about is not the top or bottom. It's around the sides. That's what's going to look swollen and scalloped. I will say this, even when I feel perfectly healthy, my tongue is still a tiny bit swollen. So I'm not sure that will ever go away because I have an IBD. It may. Please DM me or email me if this swollen scallop tongue has gone away for you. I would love to know the answer. And also, I keep forgetting to ask you guys this. I have to ask you guys a favor. I have been just wondering for months and I keep forgetting to write it down. If any of you who've had you see your Crohn's for a long time, if any of you can now eat raw vegetables, because a year, let's say it's, it's been a year or so since my horrible flare, I still can't eat them. And I can't even eat vegetables if they're not super mushy. They have to be very mushy. So I was just curious if anyone is back to having salads. You know, you've been diagnosed for years and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling better. And yes, I can have a small salad. I, I'm curious because I don't know anyone with UC that I've met who can eat broad vegetables even years after a flare. So just curious on that one. Warning sign number three, eye issues. In Chinese medicine, the liver and eyes are connected. And when you're entering a flare, your liver is greatly affected. We talk about the gut and the intestines, but don't forget about the liver and the gallbladder as well. If you have excessive tearing, which signals dry eyes actually, actually the tearing actually is the tear ducts working over time to try to wet your eyes. So other signs are dry, scratchy eyes, goopy gunk in your eyes, not your normal sleep. That's what we call it here in the U.S., that gunk when you wake up. We call it sleep. Hot spots. When I get a hot spot in my eye, it feels like a warm poker in the eyeball. It doesn't, it, it doesn't feel, I wouldn't say it feels, you know, searing hot. It feels just very warm. That's how I would explain it. It's a strange feeling. Anything unusual with the eyes can signify a liver issue. Now, I'm not saying that you need, you know, a liver transplant. I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying that 
because the gut and the intestines are off. Again, it's systemic. So obviously the liver is not filtering the way it should possibly. So because of that, that's when you get the eye issues. Now, if you just started using new eyeshadow or eye cream, that could be an allergic reaction, obviously. But if you've been noticing eye issues for a while and you can't figure it out, it could be a warning sign. I remember before going into my life-threatening flare for probably a year, maybe more, I had dry, scratchy eyes. I could not figure out for the life of me. I thought because I live on a farm and all the dust and all the hay, that was the issue, but it wasn't. It Once uh, I started to heal, that started to go away. I discussed in a couple of my episodes how I had blepharitis or an eyelash parasite, which was shocking. This was a direct reflection on my liver. Once I begin to heal and when my body is in good systemic health, my eyes feel great. Remember guys, something I just want to point out and it's so cliche, but I love that we're finally saying it now in Western medicine is we're going after the cause, not the symptoms. So how we attack things, unfortunately, in Western medicine is we try to heal the symptoms, but not the cause. So, okay, your eyes are dry and scratchy. Let me give you some eye drops. Well, what about what's going on to cause that? Well, what causes that is ulcerative colitis. What causes that is inflammation in my intestines and my gut and the whole thing. So that's what we are trying to always focus on is the cause. Warning sign number four, what everyone's been waiting for. Oh, you guys will love this. Get ready for some graphic details about my sex life. Yay. I asked permission from my husband just because, you know, you'll hear why and he was cool with it. I want to start out with this famous episode of Sex in the City, the original Sex in the City. Let's see. I think everyone's watched it except my straight male listener. So I'm going to explain this episode to you. There's a character who has a lot of fun with sex. She's called Samantha and Samantha starts dating this guy and she tells everyone that he has the funkiest spunk. I notice that when I'm going into a flare and my body is not systemically healthy, my cum tastes funky. It has a sour, acidic taste to it. I call it tangy. I wince when I taste it and I check in with my husband to make sure it's not funky. And I taste it too. If we're having sex, there are certain ways you can use your imagination. I can taste my own cum or you can taste it on your own. When I'm systemically healthy, my cum has no taste. It's like drinking water. I also notice as a woman, when I am systemically healthy during the ovulation period, I excrete a lot of cum, a lot of vaginal secretions. This is a natural occurrence to lubricate the vagina to accept the sperm easily. So ovulation is that period where people who want to get pregnant, that's your uh, your window right there. Then I know I'm in a hormonally good place when ovulation, I excrete a lot during that time. Oh, and I'm almost a 45-year-old perimenopausal woman, meaning I'm, I'm almost 45, but I am a perimenopausal woman. I've been probably perimenopausal, which is a step before menopause for the past 10 years. So I was 35, 34 when it started. And I went to this super fancy hormone doctor years ago, maybe like 
I don't know, seven years ago, something like that. And she told me that it is totally normal for a woman to enter perimenopause around 35 years old, which shocked me. I thought I was going to be some strange case. She said, no, that's completely normal. So just so everyone knows. So definitely think about having your partner or yourself check your own cum. And for male listeners, I'm assuming it would be the same for men taste-wise, but I'm not sure. But from that episode, I would have sex in the city. I would, you know, not that it's, it's scientific or anything, but I'm assuming the same thing would happen to men. The exceptions are if you eat or drink something odd, for example, they say drinking pineapple juice makes your cum sweet. There you go. I feel like you're all going to be thinking about me the next time you have sex or masturbate. And I have to say I'm honored. <laughs> Warning sign number five. If I am entering a flare or I am not healthy systemically, when my husband comes in me, it stings. It feels like a numbing, throbbing sensation that could last for up to 30 minutes. It feels like poison has been injected into me. And this is internal only. So it's not the outside of my vagina. It's only internal. It is not an allergic reaction because I'm totally fine when I'm healthy. And an allergic reaction would entail breathing issues, hives, things like that. I don't get any of that. I only get the stinging sensation. Please keep in mind, it could be your partner's cum as well. I mean, your partner could be systemically unhealthy or something else may be going on. So that's a possibility. But I also want to say I've talked to two gynecologists about this and they have no clue. So again, this is one of these situations where you try to be, you try to do the right thing and go to the doctor and they're like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about because no one talks about it. And actually, I talked about it to one gynecologist, went to see her a year later, and she remembered me because she said, I had another patient come in with the same issue. So it's just because women and men are not talking about these issues. We, we're afraid to, we're embarrassed, we're humiliated, whatever. So I guess I'm the only one that has no shame. <laughs> um, so this is, again, Jennifer, the non-doctor. I think that this stinging sensation and also with the funky spunk situation, it signals that your pH balance is off. I truly believe it's because your body is overly acidic at that point because of the autoimmune disease. Again, when I'm healthy, everything is great. Those are the unusual warning signs of a UC flare. I will have a future episode on sex during a flare and how we can cope with sex with UC because I have a lot to say on that. I hope you've enjoyed today's super <laughs> graphic episode. All joking aside, these signs are good to know and we have to remove the stigma and feel comfortable to talk about it. And I understand that some of you may not want to and you're not ready to and it's too private, which I completely understand. I also understand how frustrating it is to go to a doctor and they're like, I don't know, no one's ever said that to me before. So I'm sure if it's happening to me, it's happening to millions of people. When I was diagnosed in, when was that? To early 2000s, I want to say somewhere around 2004, 2003 with interstitial cystitis, which is a painful bladder, I don't know what they call it now, syndrome, disease. They had no idea what I was talking about. I went to 20 doctors and they were like, uh, no, we think it's a... Uh, 
you just need to relax. It's all in your head. Maybe you should take a bath. You know, that's the answers I got until I finally went to one phenomenal urologist who said, okay, this is what it is. It's a very, very new disease. Not many people know about it. You came to the right place. Here's what we can do. So my point is that now almost everyone has heard of interstitial cystitis, or at least let's just say everyone in the health community knows. You go to acupuncturist, you go to your doctor, they all know what IC is. But I'm telling you, because I have it, (laughs) almost 20 years ago, no one knew what it was. So I know that, you know, you think about 10 years from now, if people start talking about these issues then the doctors will know because how can a doctor know if no one's talking about it and if they don't have it, right? That makes sense. And even a doctor, I would imagine you would say, okay, I have this stinging in my vagina, but I'm not going to talk, like, who am I going to talk about it with? And none of my patients have confessed anything like that to me. So everyone thinks they're alone. And this is, this is a problem, right? With our society is everyone is doing this alone when we all need to be doing this together. But I digress. I digress. So let me be that resource for you. I'm happy to talk about my issues and then you listen and that's a good relationship and you give me feedback and the whole nine. So in my household, when we have that perfect shit, I mean, it comes out of our body, it's long, it's smooth, it's a perfect color, there's no blood and you you just turn around, you look in the toilet and you're so fucking proud of yourself. That's what we call a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day. <laughs>